I would like to say thank you to the worship team for guiding us today in significant and meaningful worship, final Sunday of the year, and what a joy it's been to, to gather together. Today I would like to speak about opportunities. Uh, someone has written the following, and it is called, I am the new year. I am the new year. I am an unspoiled page in your book of time. I am your next chance at the art of living. I am your opportunity to practice what you have learned about life during the last 12 months. All that you sought and didn't find is hidden in me, waiting for you to search it out with more determination. All the good that you tried for and didn't achieve is mine to grant when you have fewer conflicting desires. All that you dreamed but didn't dare to do, all that you hoped but did not will, all the faith that you claimed but did not have, these slumber lightly, waiting to be awakened by the touch of a strong purpose. I am your opportunity to renew your allegiance to Him who said, Behold, I make all things new. I am the new year. Aren't you glad for a new year? For another chance, for another opportunity to make all things or maybe at least a few things new. It's good to remember and to celebrate the past year, but we now get to look forward with renewed hope and determination. Now is a good time to make some decisions, to make some plans for how you will strive to live your life in 2024. Uh, Morris Switzer has said, you seldom get what you go after unless you know in advance what you want. Indecision has often given an advantage to the other fellow because he did his thinking beforehand. Have you thought about what it is you desire in the new year? Have you given thought to your purpose, your direction, desires, or plans? Do you know where you want to go. Do not make the mistake that a man moving a washing machine made. The machine became stuck in a doorway and a newcomer to the neighborhood happened along and offered to help with the move. Together the men grunted and groaned and strained their muscles and completely wore themselves out with no progress. The neighbor finally sighed, you'll never get this washing machine in there. In? I'm trying to get it out, said the man. Now, do you know where you're going? Is it in or is it out? Make sure that you have a plan. Understand the plan and follow the plan and then you will avoid many strained muscles. Now today, I want to suggest three opportunities or plans or goals or directions that you might consider adopting for this new year. And even though I am going to enumerate them, I'm going to say first, second, and third, today I would prefer that you adopted them together as a three-in-one package. So first... 
In 2024, think about yourself and take opportunities to grow spiritually. Think about yourself and take opportunities to grow spiritually. Every day of 2024, you and I will be faced with choices. We can choose to be static or stuck in our present spiritual condition, or worse, uh, we can choose to kind of gloat because we think that we have become as spiritual or as mature as necessary, and we no longer feel a need to pay special attention to our spiritual condition. Now, sadly, if that is where you are regarding your spiritual life, then you are thinking too highly of yourself. On the other hand, uh, some of us may be frustrated or disheartened uh, because we have not grown as spiritual or as mature as we know we should or as others tell us we should. And so, we just choose to give up, thinking that we just don't have the ability or the time or the wisdom or the willpower or whatever to grow or to mature. Now, sadly, if this is, you know, where you are regarding your spiritual life, you are thinking too lowly of yourself. Now, what if this year you determined to think correctly of yourself, not too highly, not too lowly, but just the way God thinks of you? In Romans chapter 8, verse 29, Paul declared, For those God foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of His Son. God thinks correctly about us, and He thinks that we should be conformed to the likeness of His Son. So, in 2024, let us think about ourselves correctly and take opportunities to grow spiritually. You see, we should never be satisfied with our present progress, and we should never beat ourselves up over our lack of progress. Simply be committed to taking or making new opportunities to grow and mature spiritually. Our Christian faith is not merely a destination, but it is a journey. Would you consider these following verses? Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 up to 15. It says, He gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into Him who is the head that is Christ. We will grow up into Him. 
In the story, Alice in Wonderland, on one occasion, Alice says to Cheshire Cat, would you tell me, please, which way I ought to go from here? That depends a good deal on where you want to get to, said Cheshire Cat. I don't much care where. Well, then, it doesn't matter which way you go, said Cheshire Cat. In the new year, which way do you want to go? Do you care about where you want to get to? Do you want to wander aimlessly? Hopefully not. Uh, do you want to focus on a specific destination or direction? Hopefully, yes. And that direction is toward greater maturity in Christ. Focus on that goal and take every opportunity to grow up into Jesus, to become more like Jesus. Maybe this year you need to make it your goal to read your Bible every day. Or maybe to attend church faithfully. Or to pray for specific needs until God answers. Or maybe it should be to correct one bad habit. Or maybe your goal should be to express more gratitude to God. Or Maybe you could make it your goal to keep adding to your faith in the ways that Peter has instructed us. Do you know 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 5 to 11? For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But if anyone does not have them, he is nearsighted and blind and has forgotten that he has been cleansed from his past sins. Therefore, my brothers, be all the more eager to make your calling and election sure, for if you do these things, you will never fall, and you will receive a rich welcome into the kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ." Think about yourself in 2024 and take opportunities to grow spiritually. Second, think about your church and take opportunities to love sincerely. Think about your church and take opportunities to love sincerely. I don't usually repeat stories, but I want to relate a story to you today that I previously shared in one of my messages to the Living Word Church family. In the New York Times Magazine, there was an article, Hal Nidzwiecki reflected in his article on social media sites and specifically on Facebook. 
Soon after starting a Facebook account, Hal had accumulated around 700 online friends. In his own words, he says this, I was absolutely proud and absurdly proud of how many cyber pals, connections, acquaintances, and even strangers I'd managed to sign up. But then he went on to point out that due to a two-year-old at home, his workaholic irritability, and even his love of being left alone, he had fewer in-the-flesh friends to hang around with than he'd ever had before. So, he came up with a plan. He decided to have a Facebook party to push his virtual friends into actual friends. So, Hal invited all of his 700 friends to a local bar for a party. People could respond to the invitation with one of three options. Attending, maybe attending, and of course not attending. Fifteen said that they would be there, and sixty said that they might be there. And based upon those responses, Hal concluded, well, about twenty will probably show up for the party. He writes about what happened next, and this is what he says. On the evening in question, I took a shower, I shaved, I splashed on my tingly man perfume, I put on new pants and a favorite shirt. Brimming with optimism, I headed over to the neighborhood watering hole and waited, and waited, and waited. Eventually, he says, one person showed up. And the one woman who showed up to meet Hal, he didn't know her. You see, she was a friend of a friend. They ended up making some small talk, and then she left. And Hal waited till midnight, but no one else showed up. And so he ordered a beer and sulked. He concludes his article in the New York Times with these words. 700 friends, and I was drinking alone. Now, I wanted to repeat this story because it illustrates how so many people are very alone in life. Alone drinking in the bar. Alone in gated neighborhoods. Alone in a crowded schoolyard. And even alone while attending a church. Think about your church family. How well do you know others in your church family? Do you give your friendship or do you sit passively waiting to receive? Do you encourage others or are you only interested in being encouraged by others? Do you offer your time, energy, or resources to express your love 
for others? Or do you expect others to take the initiative and kind of love on you? In 1 Thessalonians 3 verse 12, Paul said, May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other. May it increase and overflow for each other. In 2024, is it possible for you to increase your love for others in your church family? Can you find more or better ways to serve one another? Can we do anything differently or more effectively to maintain unity? Can we more wholeheartedly and sincerely reach across ethnic or language or social or economic differences and celebrate friendship and celebrate being one family in Jesus? Listen to what Paul says in Romans chapter 12. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer, Share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everybody. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, Give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And then in Romans 15, verses 5 through 7, May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you a spirit of unity among yourselves as you follow Christ Jesus so that with one heart and mouth you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Accept one another, then just as Christ accepted you, in order to bring praise to God. Accept one another in order to bring praise to God. Let us take the opportunity to accept one another and sincerely love one another for the glory of God in 2024. Third, think about your neighborhood and take opportunities to care sacrificially. 
Think about your neighborhood and take opportunities to care sacrificially. Matthew 25, verse 31 to 40. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his throne in heavenly glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people from one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in, or, or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, I tell you the truth. Whenever you did, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did for me. In 2024, can we plan more intentionally as individuals and plan more intentionally as a loving church family to meet the needs of people in our neighborhood? Anyone can do the things described in Matthew. Now, it may seem a daunting task. The needs in our neighborhood and in our world seem to be expanding year after year. It seems a difficult task, but it is not an impossible task. Now, you may be thinking that, that you have to be an extraordinary person with, with many talents, or, or we need to be an extraordinary church with many resources to care for our neighborhood. But if this is how you are thinking, let me challenge you. You don't need to be an extraordinary person or an extraordinary church. Any Christian person and any Christian church can care sacrificially for people in the neighborhood and have a positive impact because if you will remember, as some say, it's not what you know, but who you know. Let me tell you about Francis Bushman. He was a relatively unknown two-bit actor in Chicago. His career was going nowhere until he met Harry Reichenbach. Reichenbach was a flamboyant man, and he became the agent for Bushman, and he proclaimed that he wanted to immediately raise Bushman's salary to a commanding figure. And so, off they went to New York City. Reichenbach had 2,000 pennies in his pockets. 
They walked along 42nd Street, and he dropped handfuls of pennies as he walked, and children began to follow, scooping up the pennies. And then older people started following the children. And then soon there were large crowds of people following, and by the time they reached their destination, the street was filled with milling crowds. Bushman and Reichenbach entered the offices of prospective employers who saw the crowds and heard the crowds down below, and they judged Bushman's popularity by the crowd. And the result? The result was that they offered to meet Bushman's salary demands without any argument. Now, the truth of the matter is, not a living soul in the crowd below knew who Bushman was. But Bushman knew the right agent. And because of the right agent, he landed a lucrative acting job. As a Christian, you know the right agent. And the right agent has an excellent plan. And the right agent has the money. And the right agent for you is Jesus, who can help you succeed in reaching out to others in your neighborhood. We can care. We can have a positive impact in the lives of others because of our relationship with Jesus Christ. Jesus will help us to be successful at caring. He will show us how to proceed. Jesus can help us have meaningful, positive impact in the area around this church and in the neighborhoods where we live. And so, in 2024, let us ask Jesus, our agent, to give us dreams and ideas, to reveal to us ways in which we can care for others sacrificially. I opened my message today with, I am the new year. I am an unspoiled page in your book of time. I am your next chance at the art of living. Will you fill your next chance at the art of living with opportunities? Opportunities to grow spiritually. Opportunities to love sincerely. And opportunities to care sacrificially, may it be so for the glory of God. Thank you for listening to the Willoughby Church Sermon Podcast. The Willoughby Church Podcast Network also has podcasts about discipleship, the Heidelberg Catechism, and even a podcast hosted by some of the youth. You can find out more about the Willoughby Church Podcast Network by going to willoughbychurch.com.